Welcome to another episode of Confessions of a Practicing Christian. Yours truly, Erin Finise, where I give godly counsel on all things success, life, and wellness. Y'all, I got a special guest for y'all today, my sister in Christ, Chelsea. Say hey, sister. Hey, y'all. Before we get into things, y'all, you know I got to put y'all on some natural remedies. Let me put y'all in the game. All right, here we go for the health and wellness. For today's natural remedy, we have magnesium. Magnesium plays a crucial role in body and muscle support. Magnesium helps manage many essential processes in your body, including supporting muscle function, nerve conducting and signaling, normal heart rhythm, bone health. It also helps regulate the blood sugar levels. Magnesium also improves sleep and can be used as a sleep aid. Magnesium has been shown to improve feelings of anxiety and depression as well, y'all. Magnesium plays a crucial role in insulin and glucose metabolism. Also, magnesium relieves migraine. Magnesium supplements are available in a wide variety of forms and dosages, including liquid and pill. And the daily recommended amount for this mineral is 400 to 420 milligrams for men and 320 to 360 milligrams for women. So y'all already know, I just put y'all on gang. Go out and get y'all some magnesium. Your body needs magnesium for health and wellness. All right, so health is well. Go out and get you some. And that's just that on it. All right, so let's get it popping. Y'all already know what it is, so let's get into the show. Woke up today, feeling great. No worries, today is a new day. Even with the lot on my plate. Man, I have it all, but I always have faith. So we gon' keep it real, we gon' keep it true. And still praise God with a new groove. Come together and push through. It's amazing what prayer can do, cause sometimes it's hard to see the blessings right in front of me. Follow the light and now I see God has been so good to me. Your grace, your love, they make me smile. Your words, they still haven't let me down. All good, cause we living better now. So we have my friend Chelsea here joining us on Zoom. So y'all excuse the quality of the call. You know how it gets a little sketchy sometimes. You know, no shade. But hey, I really felt like we needed to bless y'all's spirit and help heal some hearts today. So let's get into it. Formal introduction, sis. Here you go. This your time to shine. Let them know who you are. Yeah, yeah. I am a woman of God. I'm a wife. I'm in the service, the Navy. I make 13 years in March. Um, Yes, I'm whatever my friends need me to be. I'm a prayer warrior. I'm a photographer, encourager, a comedian, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) All the goodness in this entirety, baby, because God blessed you fearfully and wonderfully made. Yes. So with that being said, this is one of my close and personal friends. And on this show, I get real personal because y'all be want to get the raw and unfiltered version of Aaron. And I'm here to get y'all all all of that because I can't be nothing but me. You feel me? So with that being said, I have personal conversations with Chelsea and you guys get to listen in on some of the things that 
we actually share from friend to friend. And this is a transparent moment with y'all because I want y'all to know that you overcome by your testimony and you're not the only person going through that you're not weird. And all, all of us are fighting the good fight of faith out here. And we just want to come to you and encourage your spirit today and have the transparent talk when it comes to trauma. I know everybody talks about trauma and the first thing they tell you to do is pray about it. And I'm all for prayer, baby. Yes, God is God. But you know, that's just one portion of it too. The Bible say confess your sins one to another so that you may overcome and you may be healed. With that being said, it feels good to have a sister in Christ who actually understands me when it comes to trauma and who encourages my spirit so much on a daily. And even in my wrong, we cover and lift each other up and dust each other off like, hey, the word said da 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 you got to keep fighting. We can't just stand in place. But yeah, so... Again, today I just want to talk about the trauma response, y'all. How to deal with trauma and some of the things that we've been through. Give a little insight in hopes that it'll help you overcome. So for me, when I relate to trauma, you know, again, I say people never really truly teach you how to heal from trauma. And me being a strong friend before God sent Chelsea in my life, I had to deal with trauma the best way I know how. I couldn't go to my family and say, hey, I'm dealing with this because they look at me as the strong person. Even if I could go to them, it's like, we can't believe you going through this. Not every listening ear is helpful. There's also running mouths behind those listening ears. So not everyone I could trust and talk to about certain situations. And some people just didn't understand from the perspective that I was coming from. But that's when I prayed. I told y'all last week and I prayed for godly friends and God gave me physical manifestation of his promises through my friend. And so getting back to it, y'all, back to this transparent conversation. Let's start off with my starting scripture that God gave me for y'all. Hold on, let me back up for a second. I want to say, when I asked God, God, what do you want me to tell you people about this week? And he said trauma and I was like okay trauma you know I know what I've been through but what is it specifically the scripture he gave me for y'all is Psalms 34 19 which says many of the afflictions of the righteousness but it's God who delivers us from it all so have you ever had something so bad happen or something that you're currently going through that it make you question the existence of God and all of his existence like, is he really there or is he really listening? Or even made you doubt and question yourself and God's purpose for your life. At some point or at some point in the future, you guys will reach that. And let me help you deal with that. What happens is, let me, I want to shed some light when it comes to trauma. I know in my past messages, I always say that trauma is the gateway to spirituality. So when you go looking for God after trauma happens, the enemy shows up with open arms and he tries to redirect your senses and emotions to make you change your word. And one, it distracts you from God. And because he does this, he knows that if he can intercept that call on God or you looking towards a higher source of power, if he can interfere with that, he can steal your identity. And because he knows just how to steal your identity with doubt, fear, anxiety and depression, he knows how to make you change your way of thinking and just have you down yes. God. 
Yes, sis. And when he makes yes, you... Yes, let me tell you. Run it, sis. <laughs> okay, so when you, you said what stuck out to me, you said the enemy will steal your identity. Yes. What I want to say is he will delay, delay you being able to embody who God has called you to be because of that self-doubt. Yes. It will yes. deter you. You're going to take the long route. Yes. You know what? That's perfectly stated as well, sis, because to those who aren't in God, you know, it can be a little confusing. And I'm glad you clarified that because that is true as well. So if he can delay your purpose or if you're not in God, try to steal your identity because you're not aware of who you are and what's your purpose, then he will do just that. He'll try to smother it. And because yes. he does... And go go ahead, sissy. Because he's trying to... <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. So and these are these okay, juicy so conversations. Y'all <laughs> <laughs> so are... Okay. okay so go you know how... Everything attached to us wins. Yes. Well, when we're not in our purpose, those things that are attached to us that are supposed to win will not be winning just like we ain't winning. Ooh. So not only it's like not only is he holding us up, but he's holding the people attached to us, yes. uh, those that we're supposed to touch and we come across. Yes. It's like we are so much bigger than ourselves. Our doubt, our mind, man, controls so much. And this life that we live is not just for us. So the enemy will start with you because he knows yes. to and who you will be connected to. What? Just like you said, someone's purpose is connected, or excuse me, someone's breakthrough is connected to our purpose. Yeah. And because the devil knows this, he tries to... Just do anything he can to delay it because he knows you coming. It reminds me of when the end of scripture, when a demon told Jesus, I know who, who you are. And he knew who he was, the son of man in the spirit realm. Just like when we walk in God's authority, he's in us. He resides in us and the spirit recognizes who we are. Even if we want to hide, you can't smother the light of the Holy Spirit that's inside you, that covers you, mm -hmm. that protects you. And because of such the devil, gonna try to he gonna try to block that even before it start because he don't he knows you don't know your authority especially when we're children since we were talking earlier he starts as young as us being children oh my god yes and man Seeds. i just want to say that girl listen you took the words right out of my mouth so i couldn't wait to share that with them so as a reference point in the scripture when pharaoh because he's seen the children of israelite multiplying doing good walking in a purpose the the works of their hand was just being multiplied that's in them and everything he did he said hey they doing a little too much over there they might overtake us same thing happening in everyday life, you they just don't like you because everything you doing, everything they see about you is multiplying. It radiates love, light, and truth. Same thing. Very exact same thing. And so because of that, he was like, kid, every firstborn. Yeah, they multiplying a little bit too much. But baby, because God is God, they couldn't kill purpose. And going back to it, the devil starts early as an infant. He has no respect the person when it comes to smothering your purpose. He ain't gonna stop just because you you young or you, that your child is a baby. No, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And if he can kill your vision at a young age, and I, I want to say, I know most people 
whenever they have spiritual encounters, they usually have them at a young age. It's like you're able to see in the spirit realm. Since I know you want to say something, go ahead. <laughs> you are most definitely right. Uh, the innocence of a child, man, it goes either way. It's um, character is. Uh, well, see, me I, out here. <laughs> now, I want to say like when it's the innocence, just like you said, that's literally simply put because your mind isn't is tainted. I want to say, yo, when you're, you're it's like you haven't been tainted by this world yet. So you're so innocent and you can see and you're more, more open to it. And because you're more, more open because of your innocence as a child and in God and you haven't been tainted yet, that's when the devil usually tries to work because as a child, you know you see in spirits for example, and you don't know how to process it, but you know right. what you see. Right. <laughs> you have the full understanding of yeah. warfare at a yes. young age. So as a kid, you just like what 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 is going on? Why why God like mm. yes? All you know is you see. Uh, and we're uh, getting mad with God. Why am I saying these things? Yes. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like you trying to tell your parents like, hey, I got an imaginary friend over here, and they look like oh. No, that might, that, that, some of them be spirits that's trying to take you out. And I know since we discussed in the past, tell them about one of your spiritual encounters being young. Oh, okay. So I'll speak on two different occasions. When I was really young, I used to see things where it wasn't, I would see things, but not clearly, like see things walk past. I remember telling my mom, mom, there's this lady walking down the hallway. (laughs) She's like, what? And that's how I learned how to pray in like with, be indignant about my prayer. Like mm, whatever yeah. is in this house that is not of God, you got to go like talking to it. Like it's in my face and yes. I'm about to beat you up mm-hmm. in the name of the Lord, you know? So, um, okay. I'm going to talk about when I saw something very clear, I might've been 15 years old and I had one of my childhood best friends sleeping over and we're just talking about, I don't even remember what we were talking about. But all of a sudden, in the midst of our conversation, I just stop and I start to pray because I saw something clear as day. And my friend was like, Chelsea, Chelsea, did you just see that? And I just continued to pray. And I wanted to know what she saw. So I knew I wasn't bugging. I saw a face, just a face in the corner of my room towards the ceiling. And the eyes were bulging out and it had its tongue sticking in and out, like taunting us, turning its face from side to side. And I called my mom up in the room and I told her exactly what I said. And she never questioned my sanity. (laughs) She never did. She would always, as a young child, fear me to Psalm 91. I used to keep my Bible open to that. Okay. What's that Psalm 91? He who dwells in the shadow of the <laughs> okay, period. I was dwelling with him, period. Hey. But yes, I was afraid of the dark, and that's when I would usually see things. Because the enemy knows how to feed on fear. My mom always used to tell me, "When you're scared, that's when you feed him. You don't be scared. You declare the name of the yeah. Lord, the blood. You know." So, but yes, and so that's what it means to train up a child in a way that he should go. Literally, God was already building your character to be able to equip you with handling spirit 
spiritual warfare because he knew the battles yeah. that you would face when it comes to trauma. The enemy again, he ain't got no chill. And the younger, the the better. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. simply put. That's why it's such an attack on our youth and they're exposed to so much because if you get used to seeing it, then it's like, oh, well, I'm used to seeing it. It, it You know, it becomes just a usual thing. No. First of all, spirits are not friendly and they're not to be played with, period. When you see it, I don't care how friendly it is or you feel like it's a relative, however, whoever, whatever. You cast that thing down because it can bring nothing but destruction and confusion in your life, period. And like I said, if it can get you the younger, the better. And because when we're young, we're so innocent, we're entertaining that spirit. And when we entertain these things, it slowly destroys us. And now we don't know why we feel thoughts of suicide, depression. You just know you feel a heavy weight. Well, because you're taught if you were reluctant enough to be raised in church, then you know that the heaviness that you're feeling from, whether it be trauma or stress from some things, you know that's a spirit of heaviness. And you know how to deal with it. When the Bible say your word is your sore, a lot of people, yeah, they tell you to pray, but they don't tell you how to use the word to your advantage. What if I don't know what to pray? Because literally that's the question I get all the time. Well, what if I don't know what to pray? I'd be like, uh uh-uh. First of all, before the Bible had scriptures, it was just words. We just lined them up. So Google is your best friend. I don't care if you don't know the chapter or number. If you don't know no scripture and you can't Google, the first thing you call on Jesus. If you don't know what else to say. Jesus. Jesus, girl, every day. But you know what though? Let me tell you, Google is your best friend. You Mm -hmm. put in that search bar, it could be anything. What you're dealing with plus scripture and you'll be amazed what pops up. Yes. I remember doing that in a with my youth ministry back yes. in Hawaii. Yes. And I was like, wow, there's no excuse. I will never forget too hearing God tell me in the midst of my fear. I was, you know, I was dealing with some warfare because I was ignoring some things that God was poking and trying to pull out of me. I was straddling the fence yes. and uh, that my, my warfare doesn't just affect me. I was going against the grain and I had my little nephew visiting mm-hmm. and whatever I was dealing with, I felt it was like a funk, but that funk wasn't just my feeling. It was, it was a spirit Mm. and he saw what it was and he began to cry. And Mm. I knew what it was because it was coming from me. Mm. And instead of praying, I just felt shame and guilt and started to cry. And I ran from the house and I lived on top of the hill. So I'm going running down the stairs. And as I approach the first landing, the light is supposed to cut on and it didn't. And all I heard heard around me were whispers and I was so scared. I ran back up the stairs. But as I'm running back up the stairs, I hear God's voice say, speak my word. What mm. you want me to say? Mm. What you want me to say? Come I, on, I, Jesus. Yes. And where did I go back to? Psalm 91. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's literally all you need. You need a reference mm-hmm. point for my babes in Christ. Understand you don't need to know scripture after scripture. Sometimes all you can, all you have to know is Jesus. And if you have a reference point, that's all the better. It's like, that's what you use to fight against fears of these worlds because weapons in the in the flesh don't work. You have to have your spiritual word, your sword. And that's God because the only thing that the enemy fears is the word of God. 
because the word of God is true. He has to come subject to the authority of God, the only one true and living God. And getting back to it, when it comes to trauma, since the thing you said that stood out to me, a lot of people are ashamed of their trauma. Like God ain't sitting there watching you. Right. Y'all, <laughs> if I was like nothing else, why are you scared of somebody that's watching? If you over there doing stuff you ain't supposed to be doing, I don't care whether it be smoking, drinking, sex. I don't care if it's mental torment, anxiety, depression, uh, abuse, physical abuse, abuse, whether it be from a parent or a spouse or a little, a little friend, friend, or sneakily, whatever it is, God sees you in your entirety. Nothing is hid from him. So why y'all be shying to go to daddy? You ain't got to be shying to go to daddy. You wasn't ashamed when you was doing it and you ain't got to be shamed after it happened. But it's okay because they can yes. run all they want because God know exactly how to snatch you up and he does it with love still. Yes. Even yes. still. Yes. With love. And then he'd be like, dang, I could have been came to you. Yeah. could have been the- worked this out. Yes. Why didn't I do it your way to begin with? Yes. Ooh, you I ain't preach. as smart as I thought I was. Mm. <laughs> I'm telling you. Over here just trying to figure it out and God be like, when you gonna tag me in? When you gonna tag me in? <laughs> right. Like, I got this. I ain't asking you to fight. I'm asking you to fight as in use the good fight of faith. Use your faith as a tool. Like, I got this. You just stand back. Use your faith. That's mm-hmm. how you need to do. Trust in me. But give it to me because what... Uh, my my yoke is light and your yes. burden is heavy. I yes, words, but it don't matter. Yeah. They they understood. <laughs> they understood. But again, I'm not being politically correct because I know the people that God has sent me. I everybody don't take to scripture. You throwing the Bible in prayer. Some people really just want to have a down to earth conversation, and that down to earth conversation will lead them to God. I'm not trying to be politically correct, baby. I'm trying to get some folks deliver. So if you hearing this right now, baby, I need you to be set free, delivered. I ain't trying to be correct. I want to make sure that you know that you're not the only one fighting and that you're not in this fight alone because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And Scott Dad got your back. Yeah. And guess who else got your back in prayer? Aaron. Because baby, I be fighting on y'all behalf. Spiritual warfare daily and I know it's from the people that I encounter. But I love God so much and after I leave this life, I want to be able to go to God knowing that I gave my all when it comes to fighting a good fight of faith and doing God's work. That's what matters to me. Not being known, not being crude, none of that. None of that matters to me. All that matters to me is that I led people to God and that if one person hears this and they go to God and they're saved from it, then what's that? God left the 99 to go get the one. You the one. You matter. And I'm going after that one. Not me, but the God in me is searching for that one. So that's what matters to me. But getting back to it, since people are really, you know, just this week, I've encountered so many people who are struggling with the trauma. That trauma causes identity issues and that identity is purpose and smothering who God called you to be, his purpose for your life, who he says you are. And literally they start using other things. The devil has introduced them to other things as a means of a direct source of power. And it's temporary to the point where they feel restless like, why do I feel like this? Why I feel like I ain't got nobody? Why I feel like the world is against me? And they start doing stuff to try to make up for that feeling of loneliness. Mm -hmm. Like using, you know, different tools in life or using
using different things in life to be like, well, one, for instance, that I've encountered this week, you know, blaming everything on a white man. Listen, baby, one thing I want you to know, ain't a devil in hell, not man, no angels, no demons, nor powers can stop you from what God has for you. The only person that can stop you or slow you down is you. And that's you not mm. giving God permission to work in your life. And God is there don't matter good or bad. He's there waiting on you to tag him in and give him permission. That's the free will that he gave you. I can't move and I won't move and I won't overcome your will unless you invite me in. So the only person that's holding you up is you. And you snare by the words of your mouth because when you go through things you don't think you good enough to go to God. So you start speaking against it. Like I heard a man say, I know where I'm going to go when I leave this earth. I'm going to die and go to hell. I said, oh, but where? They don't bother me? Like, wow. Oh, girl. I was like, first of all, nobody around me, I don't want you to ever get comfortable enough to say you want to go to hell. Because whether you believe it or not, it's another side waiting on you. And if I can help it, I want all my folks to go to heavens above and, and, and not depart from me. Now, listen here. Yeah, baby, that was a real dangerous statement, especially talking to me. Let me disconnect myself from you because, baby, you don't care about life. Uh uh. But, baby, and I ain't about to have whatever on you try to jump on me. (laughs) And true enough, I know being in God, you can't save anybody. But I do believe that God sends everybody, every person, rather, a life jacket in a sense, metaphorically Mm -hmm. speaking. When you doubt God, God will send somebody on the day you, you may be feeling your worst for somebody to speak into your spirit to encourage you. And you was like, I feel like I can go on a little bit longer. That was God. That ain't no coincidence. You might be broke, like down to your last and you find money or God bless you with money or God bless you with resources, somebody to pay. You know, God has many different ways of working. That's not a coincidence. Before you were sent to this world, God literally appointed you a a portion of grace, a portion of love and a, a portion of mercy. That's literally given to you. Grace, love and mercy. So even if you never call on my name, I'm going to be ever present. You're going to have a moment yes. where you Thank know. you, God. Yes, God. Thank you, know. God, because for him to cover you and I and whomever yes. else without giving him any reverence. Yes. Do you know how deep and true and uh, strong that love is? What? That's like, that's literally your dad. What? Whatever you need him to be. Um, that's your dad. Like, with no strings attached. Yep, he yeah. already knew what we were going to do, what we were going to fall into. That's why he had his son pay the price for us. Yes. So I just I just thank God because even before I gave him reverence, he was covering me. Mm. And it didn't make sense then. But now that I am where I am today in Christ, I look back and see clearly how he had his hand on me. Man, what? What? Say that. Thank you so much for listening and don't forget to hit the follow button for the Confessions of a Practicing Christian podcast to get your weekly dose of godly counsel on all things success, life, and wellness. Also follow me on Instagram at C-O-A-P-C underscore pod and also on Facebook at Confessions of a Practicing Christian. Chime in and let me know your thoughts on this week's episode. Love you and God, babe.